Hello and welcome to Into the Grid, a podcast where we watch and recap every episode of Power Rangers Dino Thunder. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined, as always, by my fellow host, Mike. Oh, hey! How's I'm it going, back! Mike? I'm good, good. How about you? Uh, it's been so so long since we've seen each other. I know, I know. Breaking the fourth wall again, if you heard the last episode. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded an episode because we had some technical difficulties with our stupid software recorder on discord here craig Ugh. yeah yeah craig's an absolute nightmare but we love him so much please don't break us on us again um if you do i will cry uh today we are watching episode seven of power rangers dino thunder uh game on it originally aired on march 20th 2004 directed by andrew merrifield and Mike, we have a new writer today. It is written by John Telligen. Oh. New writers. We love it when we get some new a writers. New writer. That means we get to go to the holy site of movie fans, IMDb. And we get to go through their credits and see what kind of stuff they've done. And Mike, right off the bat, looking at his IMDb, there is one thing that I noticed that is a common theme with actually quite a few of the writers that we've seen so far in these episodes that we've watched which is Uh a lot of them have worked on the how to train your dragons show yes oh i just saw something else what did you see oh paranormal act no he he's a story editor and written a couple episodes of spy kids mission critical the netflix i didn't watch netflix cgi spinoff of the spy kids franchise They've done three seasons of that show? Apparently. <coughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I have... I, I, ugh. I'm sorry. Sorry, man. I uh, did not uh, want to do that, John. Sorry. Uh, you know, yeah. I've never seen the show. Maybe it's not bad. <laughs> One episode later. Oh, my God. What am I watching? I don't know. Maybe I'll watch an episode and we'll find out. Uh Maybe we'll do. We'll Welcome do that. to Spy Kids Mission Critical, where we watch and review every episode. <laughs> <laughs> he also wrote for he he wrote for a show that was weird, and I remember watching when I was younger called Aaron Stone. Yeah, what is this? What Aaron what is this? Stone was a weird, like live action animated mixed kind of. Um, Oh, this makes sense for this episode. Yes. So Aaron Stone, 16-year-old Charlie Landers, is a legend in the online video game world. Via his avatar, Aaron Stone, Charlie is the best player in the world at the video game Hero Rising. His life is forever changed when an eccentric billionaire recruits him to become the real-life Aaron Stone, fighting real crimes with real enemies. It's a very weird show. Um, Funny. Five years later, after after this Dino Thunder episode, he writes episode of the show about video games and if i'm not mistaken the guy who plays no fucking way okay the guy who plays the billionaire in that show was is in kingdom Hearts 3 he voices um randall in monster the monsters inc world but i feel like and maybe i'm wrong but i'm looking right now to see i no, it was um the millionaire billionaire guy who uh who they um 
who recruits Aaron Stone or whatever, or pays him to become the real Aaron Stone, plays Mr. Hackett in Phil of the Future, who I think was like the principal. Yeah, he was the vice principal. Uh, did you ever watch Phil of the Future? Oh, oh, damn. That's yeah, cool. right? Right? Uh, I remember watching that show as Aaron Stone as a kid and being like, I know you. I know you. Anyways, yeah, is there, um, I need to go back to his IMDb page because I closed it out. You need to uh, talk about how many episodes of Power Rangers. Yes, he's done quite a few, actually. Uh, uh-huh. Hang on, I have to go back to the IMDb page because I went on a mission. I went on a whole experience. A rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, so he started on Power Rangers with Ninja Storm, did it, two episodes of Ninja Storm, three episodes of Wild, uh, Wild Force, three episodes of Dino Thunder, seven episodes of SPD, ten episodes of Mystic Force, seven episodes of Operation Overdrive, six episodes of Jungle Fury, and nine episodes of RPM. So he's a pretty established Power Rangers writer, uh, especially it looks like in the Disney era of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything? Oh, he's also the co-executive producer on a Where's Waldo show. I did see that, actually. I have not seen that show, and I've heard things about it, but... I've not yeah. heard or seen it. So uh, DreamWorks, I tell ya. You have any uh, any thoughts on his IMDb page that I haven't covered already? No, that's uh, pretty much the gist. Uh, there was a video game on the for uh, writing, which was the Paranormal yeah. Activity, the Lost uh, Soul, Lost Soul. So he's done a video game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, How to the Train Your Dragon series has been a common thing we know especially working with uh uh douglas sloan yeah and um i know there's somebody else who wrote on it uh and austin also wrote on it and she wrote on an episode we've we've watched of this Mm -hmm. so yeah uh some interesting carryover there i'm not entirely sure uh I I wonder because Douglas Sloan produced was an executive producer on um on on the Dragons show, so I wonder if he brought them in. I think that would be uh um it would make sense. Aaron, wait, 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 wait. He was an executive producer for. Wait, Aaron Stone was produced by Bruce. Halish. Okay. Bruce produced uh, SPD. And he, oh. and then John was writing episodes for SPD. And later on, he's like, hey, why don't yeah. you come on Aaron Stone to write an episode? So he's worked with two, so he's worked with two yeah. Power Rangers producers on other shows. Interesting. We, you know, if you guys, if you guys haven't realized yet, we like to go and DB, do a little, do a little digging doing uh uh figure some things find some things out you know uh see some uh hidden connections uh so yeah uh there's nothing else really i want to touch on there you got anything else nope all right so what do you remember about this episode okay so the only thing which is probably the plot a of this freaking episode i and the name of the episode is game on it all i know is ethan Get sucked into a game. That's yeah, all that's I know. That's all I know as well. So, the basic premise, basically. So, so 
This should be very interesting. On that note, it's time to go into, into the, gr- the grid. We are back. We just watched episode seven of Power Rangers Dino Thunder. Uh, what was the episode? Uh, Game on. I'm just that episode was so insane that like my brain is fried. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys want to watch along, we watch on Netflix so you can easily find the show there. Uh, so, wow, that episode was insane. Let's just get straight into the recap. And right off the bat, yeah. that theme song is still banging. Still so good. <laughs> And yep. I wrote a note down about the opening real quick. Uh, we have not seen those Velociraptor, um, like, the Velociraptor, not the motorcycles, but the other things. Have they been, we, we've, we've, seen them, we've seen them used once, but not since, right? Oh, God, I think you're right. They were, the, they were the eggs that Dr. Oliver was hatching, but we haven't seen them since. Oh, weren't they turned into the cycles? Um, oh, maybe, were they? I think they were turned into cycles. I think that's what the purpose of those eggs were okay. in that episode. I think they were, because he was still training them. No, but I thought the cycles were given in Back in Black when they went to go save Oliver. I thought that was something that Haley made for them. Uh, oh, Well, here's the thing. I wrote down that we hadn't seen the Velociraptor things in a while, and I almost wrote down that we hadn't seen the, uh, we didn't get to see the cycles at all last episode, and I was wondering if we, when we would see them again, and spoiler alert, they show up in this episode. Yeah, they do. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the opening before we move on into the episode? Mm-mm. Okay, really. so. The episode opens in cyberspace. Uh, Trent is working at cyberspace. I'm not sure if we saw him specifically working there in the past or if he was just hanging out, but now he is definitely working there. He is delivering drinks, and uh, he kind of gets faked out by Haley. Haley's like, I've got a big order for you, and it's one drink on the tray, and he goes to pick it up, but then she's like, wait, 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 and she gives him another tray that has, like, ten drinks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he takes the drinks and he uh, walks over to start delivering them. And I guess one of them is Ethan's because he walks over to Ethan and Ethan is playing this video game and yep. uh, it's called Wizard Wood and we'll find that out in a couple minutes. But mm-hmm. uh, he's playing this video game and he gets mad at the game and kind of like yells at leans it. back in his chair and yells and it scares Trent and he drops all the drinks. <laughs> yep. Whoops. And Haley comes over and asks him about the game and Ethan says that he is trying to win Wizard Wood. Uh, and get the secret code so that he, because the first person to do that uh, will be able to test the next game that the people make, I guess. Um, which was, an, it's an interesting concept. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to find a lot of comparisons to other media in this uh, in this episode. Yes. Uh, and actually, I'm going to say right now, the biggest one that I can think of is Ready Player One, which I'm looking it up because I believe, I believe, yep. Ready Player One came out after this. It did. Uh, like I the book, I, I mean. Uh, yeah, I know. I read the book. I've, I read the I've, book. I didn't know when it came out, though, because I didn't read it when it came out. I read it um, before the movie course. came out. Of course. But yeah, that came out way after the yeah, show. Yeah, way so after. So I don't uh, know I don't know if the author watched the episode or not. To get because I doubt it. The, 
I doubt it, but like it's very similar. So I know. Surprisingly. Uh we cut to like outside um outside of cyberspace. It's the set that we've seen a couple times. It's where Tommy got kidnapped. Uh and Cassidy and Devin are on their way to cyberspace. And everything was moving so fast. I think I caught everything here. But Cassidy is like gonna play the part of Guinevere in like it, do yeah. they say it's King Arthur or are they just it, using the name Guinevere and like we're not gonna to, mention it's gotta be, but it has to be because I it's that name sounded familiar. I play she was gonna be in, but she like just yeah. Uh but like Guinevere's supposed to be nice and she's being a bit of a bitch, which comes oh, up as later. usual. As usual. Um, and this is actually where I misremembered something uh, later on. I misremembered something about their subplot in this episode. Uh, the fact that it's non-existent. Um, Mesagog, we cut then to Mesagog's island. And Mesagog is uh, trying to lay a trap to take out Ethan while he's distracted by his game. And he sends Zeltrax to the forest to keep the other rangers busy so that they can't mm-hmm. help Ethan. And at this time as well, they use the Geno Randomizer to create the villain for this episode, D-Magnetron. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a description of D-Magnetron? Oh, I can. I can find one. I didn't know if you had one. Do I had it really quick. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm looking at the uh, D-Magnetron uh, page on Ranger Wiki right now. Uh, combined DNA of diving beetle and the red donna tron with a and a magnet i don't know what those oh, two are okay. but it's a but it's so it's like a bug it's like a bug like magnet donna tron is a uh, a plant so it looks oh, like the you. the uh, i guess i had to google it uh it okay. looks like the motif almost in this season is monsters are a combination of a animal or a uh, like a prehistoric animal a flower some sort of plant some sort of food like but a but a plant-based food and oh, an everyday object we cracked the code because last time it was donkey vac which was a donkey with pomegranates and a vacuum well, so well, I guess donkey isn't prehistoric so i guess it doesn't have to be prehistoric so what powers or abilities does our good man demagnetron have uh let me scroll down here uh powers and abilities uh, pulse of energy. Uh, okay. he, he used a power pulse to alter the computer, uh, which, spoiler alert, happens. Yes. Um, shoots rays. He can shoot rays of color blue and red in his magnets of his hands. I kind of like that. I like, the, I like that they stick with blue and red to, you know, make sense of the magnet. And then the whirl drill, okay. uh, which is during the Zord fight, which he can twist to transform into a drill and hide in the ground for a surprise tech. All right. He's pretty cool. I, I liked the Demagnetron, to be honest, in this episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought he was a pretty cool monster of the week. So, after Demagnetron is created, we cut to the forest where Tommy, Kira, and Connor are wondering where, uh, where Ethan is. Uh, Kira says they should have gotten him from cyberspace, but before they can think of anything else, Zeltrax appears with some Tyranodrones. Uh, a civilian fight starts. Uh, Zeltrax fights Tommy. Uh, Connor fights the, some Tyranna drones, and Kira fights some Tyranna drones. Uh, sorry, the only really big standout moment in this was Zeltrax versus Tommy for me. I didn't really see anything massive from Connor or Kira. 
there's a great bit where Tommy like runs up a tree while fighting mm-hmm. Zoltrex. Did you notice anything during the the fight, the the civilian portion of the fight? No, no, that that was straightforward. That was forward. It's pretty standard at this point. But yeah, the Tommy and Zeltrek fight was a thing. I was like, whoa, th- Tommy's doing some more civilian fighting with them. Just yeah. I was like, whoa, and it got me thinking about like how they're making the show, you know, combining Sentai footage with the American footage and then American footage trying to like have in the costumes uh-huh. of all the, of the villains and the, the foot yeah. soldiers for the American soldier for the Americans to like, uh, interact with. So I thought that was like interesting seeing that. Yeah, definitely. I think I think I'm thinking about that. Uh, after fighting for a couple minutes, or not a couple minutes, but probably like 20 to 30 seconds, uh, they do a morphing sequence. Uh, this is the first of many in this episode. And in this sequence, Tommy, Connor, and Kira morph. Uh, Kira and Connor then get on their bikes that I said we hadn't seen in a while. Uh, proves me wrong. They jump on, or uh, we hadn't seen them in like an episode, but uh, they jump on their bikes and they use them in the forest to destroy the Tyranna drones. And I just like it when they use the toys that they get, right? You know, I, I, I don't want the toys to be used once and then never used again. Um, right. So I, I think it's cool. I thought that was a cool bit. Uh, and then Tommy and Zeltrax fight some more with, you know, but now morphed. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of that part, Mike? Oh, yeah, that fight was just still like pretty solid choreography and fighting. Yep. I like the use of the bikes. Uh, yeah, for sure. The bikes are like my favorite. Yeah. For so, sure. So Zeltrak teleports away and the Tyranna drones, you know, disappear. Presumably they've been beaten. And we cut back to mm-hmm. cyberspace where Haley is planning to leave for the day, uh, for the night, I guess, and is going to leave Ethan alone in cyberspace so he can keep playing uh, Wizardwood. And he promises to lock up. As soon as Eth- as soon as Haley leaves, Ethan <laughs> tries to hack the game in what I can only describe as a very early two thousands hacking sequence. Uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the early two thousands. You gotta have yeah, of course. That I'm surprised I'm in hacking. I'm surprised thing. he didn't say I'm in at any point. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Cass- Cassidy and Devin arrive at cyberspace to find it closed, but they're like, "We're gonna find a way in." Um, and then Demagnetron also appears outside of cyberspace, uh, blasts Ethan's computer, and Ethan gets sucked into it. Uh, right as Ethan gets sucked in, Cassidy and Devin go into cyberspace, go over to the computer, wonder where Ethan went, and then they also get sucked into the computer. We then mm-hmm. cut to Wizard Wood, which is inside the game, and right off the bat, I really appreciated the cinematography during these sequences. Uh, it, it was very... Very, very much like a different, you know, from what we have gotten so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got like a uh, a different look than the real world look. It was like a dark green tint to yeah. it, and the looked very like interesting as well. Like the camera angles, it was never yeah. shot really straight on. You know, it was always from some sort of weird angle. Uh, Ethan wakes, like, kind of wakes up in Wizardwood as well as uh, Cassidy and Devin, but they're in Cassidy and Devin are together in one spot, and Ethan is alone in another spot, and he meets the uh, the person he's been trying to beat up for the last little bit, Beldorf. Who, let me tell you, Beldorf hams it up in this episode, and he is 
fantastic. Uh, I think Mikey's going to talk about the actor a little bit uh, after the recap, but what do you think of Beldorf in that just initial meeting? Oh my God. <laughs> Beldorf, my... Oh boy, he's a uh, he's a class act. Yeah, very uh, very Monty Python like. Definitely, I you know I didn't even think about that, but you're 100 percent right. Beldorf is you know he hams it up for a bit and is pretty much threatens Ethan, but then I actually think I missed what happened. Something happened, but Beldorf seemed to hear something and he said, "You know what? Never mind," and ran off. Did uh, I, I really? I thought he was just like. Um, just scoffed off at Ethan, just like okay, and just like kind of like ran up because like oh you're getting my code oh no I'm gonna run away kind of thing yeah I th- thought that was the case because all right you can't you can't have my code you can't yeah. have my code no 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 uh we cut back to outside of cyberspace where Kieran Connor arrive looking for Ethan and they find D Magnetron there uh, a civilian fight happens. Connor and Kira fight the Magnetron, and I thought it was really cool to see a fight scene right outside of cyberspace uh-huh. on that set. I, I really enjoyed that, and we're going to flash in between that and Wizardwood for a bit now, actually, probably for most of the rest of the episode. After uh, the fight between K- Connor, Kira, and the Magnetron starts, we cut back to Wizardwood. Uh, Cassidy and Devin are walking through the woods, and Cassidy trips, falling down a hill into what I thought was mud, but Mike... At the end, didn't turn out to be mud, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, turned out to be a big old pile of poopy. Right. Yes, shit. animal shit. Uh, just gets a good old face full of it. Um, this is where I'll say my memory deviated. I thought we got a lot of humanizing for Cassidy in this episode with her in game in the, in the woods, like having this terrible time. We don't get any of that. No. Uh. Because we cut to Ethan following Beldorf to his house to try and get him to help Ethan escape the game. And Beldorf goes in the house, says, fuck you, leave me alone. I don't want any of what you're selling. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, outside of Beldorf's house is a little sign that says, uh, <laughs> no gamers. Yeah, no gamers allowed. No gamers allowed. Uh, that was a little funny. And then Ethan encounters a new enemy, the Triptoids. Uh, and Mike. Uh, we'll talk more about them in the after the recap, but uh, mm-hmm. just real quick thoughts. I think that the Triptoids design is amazing. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. These guys are, they come out of nowhere and they're just freaking amazing. There's like two sets of them, but I'll get in more yeah. details later on. So, yeah. And a civilian fight starts with Ethan fighting a ton of Triptoids. And this is when the cuts start to get very quick. Uh, we cut back to cyberspace. Uh, Kira and Connor are hiding behind a dumpster and they're trying to come up with a plan. Connor tells Kira to try and find Ethan while he distracts Demagnetron. Uh, as soon as Kira enters cyberspace and goes up to the computer, she gets sucked into the game. Uh, yeah. Which we then... Oh, yeah, sorry. Do you have something? Don't go on. Continue. Okay. Uh, we cut to Wizardwood. Uh, Kira arrives where Ethan is fighting the Triptoids and they fight together and I kind of liked... Ethan said, welcome to my world, which... Uh, I think he says that in the first episode as well to them, or maybe it's the second episode of the show, but maybe yeah, it's uh, he says that again, uh, Kira and Ethan fight for a minute. And then Kira asks if Ethan tried to morph, which Ethan's like, <laughs> Ethan asks why they would, which is like, 
why wouldn't you? <laughs> and so they morph, and we get our second morphing sequence with it, which is Kira and Ethan, and uh, we get a morphed fight where uh, Kira and Ethan are doing a bunch of really cool team up attack. Yeah. Uh, they they do one where like Kira like spins around in a circle while holding on to Ethan, like, yep. like doing kicks. They do one where Kira like launches herself off of Ethan. Uh, they do a lot of really cool team up attacks back outside of cyberspace. Connor is fighting Demagnetron by himself and he tries to morph, but gets blasted into cyberspace and hits the computer ejecting the Rangers and the trip towards from the game. And yep. There's a kind of funny scene of like confusion between everybody where Connor's like, What's going what? on? What? What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> what? And Kira just goes, Don't worry about it, morphing meet us outside. Um, yep. So we get the third morphing sequence of the episode as Connor morphs, and then we have a morph fight outside of cyberspace where Connor fights the Magnetron, Kira and Ethan are fighting Triptoids. Uh, what do you think of this fight? I thought this one was a little more straightforward. Yeah, some of these are pretty straightforward common ranger fights as i like to call it just like yes it's typical you know kicks punches all that stuff it's still pretty good because that's the action portion of the show i love it still. yeah uh demagnetron runs away the trip towards are defeated and it's revealed that beldorf also was released from the game uh we then cut to the ranger cave where Tommy is reprimanding Ethan for letting a monster st monster sneak up on him. Beldorf casts a spell that gets rid of Tommy's mouth during his speech, but Tommy doesn't notice. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah, that whole odd. like I know it's like he kept on talking, doing like his porn speech, and just like yeah. <laughs> and he, you know. It, I, I thought it was a little odd that he didn't notice because Ethan gets Beldorf to reverse the spell and Tommy just acts as if they'd heard, uh, heard everything he said. Exactly. Uh, and then Haley kind of tells Tommy to go easy on him. And I think I missed part of this, Mike. She said that something that they did is going to allow them to put Beldorf back in the game. So something that Ethan did with his hacking computer allows Haley to configure the triangulation of what's going on with the thing to reverse it to make Baldorf go back. Okay. So, a bunch of tech nonsense. Yeah, yeah te techno babble, basically. Yeah. We then cut to Mesagog's Island real quick, where Elsa suggests sending D-Magnetron to take out the city's power grid. And then we cut back to the Ranger Cave, where they've they, you know, they on their scanners or whatever, on their monitors, they found out that Demagnetron's attacking the city's power cave, and we get the fourth morphing sequence of the episode. Uh, and I think this might be the fast, the last one. I think it is the last one, but it's the fourth morphing sequence of the episode where Connor and Tommy morph, and then we cut to the Reefside power grid where Connor and Tommy fight Demagnetron for a couple seconds, and mm -hmm. then what I definitely wasn't expecting. Um, you kind of hear this screech and a shadow fly over them and the Terrazord flies overhead and like airdrops Ethan and Kira into it, into the fight. And I yes. thought that was very cool. Yeah, that was awesome. That was extremely cool. Uh, 
the three rangers pull out their special weapons and hit the magnetron once with each of them before forming the z-rex blaster to destroy it and they use the hydro regenerator to make their monster grow and we get i wrote down the note megazord fight because i was like that's what that's what's coming but no tommy uh decides I got this. And he just jumps in the air to try and slash yep. at the monster yep. with his sword and just gets wadded away like a bug. Again, with the giant like attack, like um, I got this Joker. Boing. It's like yeah. it's like the like in the pilot where he's like up against that dinosaur, like drop kicks yeah. the dinosaur. It's like you really want to fight these giant beings as like yeah. <laughs> by yourself without the Zord. I think it's really in character for Tommy, though, to do that, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, And then in what is the fastest Megazord fight we've gotten so far, the Zords are summoned, the Thundersaurus Megazord is formed, and then the the monster uses his little dig attack we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. The Rangers use the seismic receiver to, like, lock onto him underground, and then they use the Tyranno tail as a javelin to uh, attack him. And I thought that was... Again, clever use of the Zord, which uh, in a way that we have not yet seen. Exactly. Uh, I always like that. We cut back to Mesagog's island. Mesagog is mad at Zeltrax for failing him, and he acts like he's going to kill him. I think you and I both knew that he wasn't going to be gone that quickly. Well, no. And Zeltrax presents Mesagog with the Triptoid so that Mesagog won't kill him, and I guess we're going to have these guys for the rest of the series, which I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. After that, we cut back to the Cyber Cafe. Beldorf offers Ethan the code, but Ethan says that he'll do it the right way. The hard way, but the right way. And Beldorf gets sent back to the game, and Cassidy and Devin are sent back to the real world. Trent shows up and asks if Ethan got the secret code, and Ethan jokes that he'll need a large smoothie because, no, he did not. We got another large, long day ahead of us. Everybody laughs, and we cut to black. And that is game on. Overall thoughts. Mike, what do you think of the episode? So, uh, I've realized this episode is very slapped together quickly. I'd say it's the exact opposite of last episode. So Last episode is trying its hardest not to be a Power Rangers episode. This one is unabashedly a Power Rangers episode. Oh yeah, I'm not denying that at all. I'm just saying... You know, no, yeah. Yeah, it's... This episode goes by, like... They're so it's so little on the plot. Like the they're trying to do the A plot being Ethan in the video game, but then the B plot really takes over and shoves it like shoehorning Power Rangers right into it so quickly. Like we gotta get through this really quick. We gotta yeah. do this really quick. We gotta do this really quick. Oh, this video game thing? It's not gonna be it's gonna be a little segment in the episode, but the oh, they pop out of the video game and we're just gonna focus the rest of it in reef side. Like not so much on the video game portion of it. And we're gonna say right into it. Yeah, I'd argue there's not even an A plot, there's two B plots. Yes, uh, that's that's actually a good way of saying it. I think there's two B plots and uh an e plot in in cassidy and devon um which is my biggest criticism of the episode Uh, i thought the pacing was i I can't say the pacing was weird because it was consistent it was just a very fast-paced episode yeah really my biggest criticism cassidy and devon shouldn't have even been in the episode it was such a waste for them to be in it i think you cut them out you get a little more time to make it not feel like such a rush um that being said i really enjoyed this episode mike (laughs) I really liked this episode. Um, 
I, I, I noticed that when I was watching it. I was like, he really enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah, I, I really got into this episode. So we've got some, We've. I'm not sure fun facts really, but we've got some notes to go over from you about actors and such and the and the trip toward. So uh, mm-hmm. take it away, Mike. Yeah, let's, uh, this episode is very light on uh, trivial facts about the episode, but uh, there are some things that were introduced to us in this episode. Uh, let's talk about the triptoids first. I'd love to. The triptoids were introduced because they were in the game of Wizard Wizard Wood, which is interesting because these, okay, based upon what I'm reading here, uh, the triptoids are the second foot foot soldiers. Yeah. And within the original uh, Sentai footage, this is like the counterparts to the main foot soldiers. So uh, it's interesting how they placed them in this episode because they feel like they're shoehorned in. In a way, they're like, we have these secondary foot soldiers, but we don't know where to put them. So we're going to shove them into a video game and then pop out and we'll use them throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, it felt a little shoehorned. I actually don't think I minded. I think I think the ending where Zeltrax delivers them to Mezagog sells it for me. I think if we didn't get that scene and they just showed up in the future... I'd be like, mm, this is weird. But I think the fact that Zeltrax, it is shown that Zeltrax has some of them and does go to Mesogog with them. I think that makes it, I think that sells yeah. it for me. So, so we're going to see him again. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> in the show, um, in episode 17, 19, 28, 29, 32, 33, and 38. So there's a good chunk of episodes oh, wow. left. But to we're see not going to see them again until episode 17. That's like 10 episodes. So ten episodes. So ten, oh, wow. ten episodes later, we get to see him again. So yeah, you're gonna say uh, come back in episode seventeen. It's like wait, the trip are back. I'm so what excited! Oh my god! Um, so the trip toys uh, tend to skip around and make a noise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they uh, they have high endurance and they have long, flexible sticks to attack yeah. enemies. <laughs> And they and you see it's bouncing around and it's like the sticks just bounce up and yeah, down. Just, it's like so yeah, we have a new secondary foot soldier for the Power Rangers to fight in future episodes besides the Tyranna drones. Um I wanted to get that out of the way. So a couple of new voices and faces appeared uh in this episode. And we'd like to give credit where credit is due to the people acting in this show, for sure. Yeah. Uh, D. Magnetron, uh, briefly, is voiced by Dallas Barrett. Okay. Uh, he was Madtropolis in Ninja Storm. Oh, okay. He was N. Megahorn in Mystic Force. Oh, wait, Megahorn and... Okay, I, I, I know who that is. Yeah, so he's voiced a few Power Rangers uh characters one thing i did notice dallas barnett right yeah uh he was in hobbit uh desolation of smaug while i do not like that yep. movie that is still you know pretty that's pretty pretty big pretty big thing yeah yeah that's a that was probably the, the only other big credit yeah um but i'm saving the best for last of course we have our favorite beldorf um oh boy let me get into uh beldorf was played by okay. tim rab b Robbie, Tim, Tim Rabbi, or Timothy Rabbi, as he's known on uh, IMDb. Uh, Rabbi, 
I think, yes. Uh, it doesn't have a picture on his IMDb, but his film credits, okay. there is quite a few under actor. He, he does come back yeah, uh, in Power Rangers uh, in the Ninja, Ninja Steel voicing a character uh, in one episode. So he does come back to Power Rangers. Wait, I think I know this person. Are there? Yeah, I saw this episode. Um, he was early career. He's he was in the piano as a. Oh, he's in Spartacus. Um, he he's he was a character in Hercules. <gasps> oh my god! Uh, he was he was in Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Yep. I was just gonna say that you probably would know that. Dude, I fucking yeah. Yep. Um, he was in an Underworld Rise of the Lycan. Uh, that was about. I remember Legend of the Seeker. This movie looked awful. <laughs> series. Uh, it was a. I think. Oh, it was a series. Yep. Um. Oh, I'm an idiot. Then I'm thinking of something else. But he he's in a new upcoming movie. Uh, called Mosley. Oh, what is this? This looks cute. This is coming out uh, later this year in New Zealand, October 10th. Oh, John Rhys-Davies is in this. Yeah, Lucy Lawless is in this as well. Oh, Tamara Morrison, wow. So, yeah, this movie is interesting. So, he's still doing work to this day. Um, uh-huh. And this looks like to be an animated movie. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. It looks kind of cute. Yeah, so... Uh, uh definitely check out timothy robbie he's an english actor he's done some good work outside of palm rangers um that is what i wanted to mention all right last thing we got to do for the show is uh we got some data we need to collect mike we got to sit down at the good old computer we got to input some data so mike best moment of episode seven game on um my favorite moment was the morphed fight of Ethan and Kira in the game against the trip toys. Yep. Okay. Makes sense. Um, hmm. I've got to pick a best moment. Uh, I think I'm going to steal yours. Cause I think that was the best moment to be honest. And that's fine. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to both, we're going to go with the more fight with Ethan and Kira, uh, MVP for you. Oh God, this episode. Okay. Even though apparently this is supposed to be an Ethan episode. Yeah, I really didn't think he got much time to shine. No, I think they, like I said, this episode, they tried to shoehorn a lot of things in and they tried to make this an Ethan episode as close as possible. And he does like make a little joke at the end of the episode. Anyways, I don't think it was Ethan though, to be honest, because he does do the fight choreography in the fight scenes fine. Oh God, who would be the MVP of the episode? That would be. I don't really know who else actually gets anything oh this is tricky because there's um i think i know who i'm gonna pick i was trying to find somebody and i can't find anybody in connor didn't do a hell of a lot tommy did so little um i mean besides the fights with self and that stuff but i would have to like go with kira yeah, that's who I'm going to give it to. Because that I, fight sequence alone where she was like running around toys and then jumping up in the air. It was and plus her uh 
her Zord would drop e- yeah, Ethan. Yeah, Zord drop in. Zord drop in. So yeah, that would make sense to have Kira. Also, I really liked when she showed up and she's like, "Did you try morphing? Why wouldn't you?" Like you know, like I I think uh, I think she definitely got the best. Uh, she's my MVP as well. Um, Mike, what would you rate this episode? Uh, I would rate this. God damn it! See. I would give it. I'm having trouble because I think the action is amazing, but the story is so flimsy. See, you I was going to split that in the middle and just oh, to, I want to give it a th- and we I want to go half on this. Let's go 3.5. Okay. Because it's not a a, a meh or it was good or average. It, it's like, it's a good episode, but it's just like, it has some qualities to it. Um, I'm also going to give it a 3.5. I think that would be our only, uh, half, uh, pointed, uh, points. I've given a half point. Oh no, you've given a half point before. Um, on episode three, you gave it a 3.5. Oh, that's right. I totally, Yes. This is my first half point. Ah, okay. There we go. Getting our data straight. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm also giving it a 3.5 for this one. Um, Yeah, I thought thought it was... Like, watching it, I enjoyed it more than when we were recapping it because I started to pick apart the story a little bit and being like, oh, you know what? Yeah. There's some some issues here. But uh, I think on first watch, it's like... On the watch, it's very entertaining and then like you start to think about it and you're like none of that made a whole lot of sense and they could have done it a lot better right um you got anything else mike uh no i do not all right so in that case thank you guys for watching if you want to follow the show you can do so at go into the grid on twitter We host the show on Anchor, and you can find the show there, but not just there. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Um, And, you know, any of those places, uh, I think Apple, Google, and Spotify are probably the biggest. So, like, I think you could probably, I think everybody can get to the podcast through those three. It's, you know, somebody can get you know you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say i'm an idiot uh mike where can the listeners find you uh the listeners can follow me on twitter and instagram at mike mixtape all right where else can they watch you <laughs> you in this is, or i was going to say you didn't catch that the first time you said watching thanks for watching by the way thanks for watching did i thank you guys for watching god damn it thank you guys listening, for listening for like, listening who fucking this cares podcast. You know, nobody <laughs> You know what? Fuck this podcast. I'm done. I'm breaking my contract. I'm calling my agent right now. Fucking. Okay. You know. So yes. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I, I love this guy. He's he's he's. he's a hoot. <laughs> Mike, where can the listeners find you? So he's alluding to the other, alluding to the other podcast of mine as a co-host, which is another after-show podcast called After Live, which is a. Uh, podcasts talking about the internet radio show called collider live so uh yeah you can hear me talk about 
a bunch of people talking about movie news and crap. You guys can follow me at Sean underscore AFK. And uh, next time we're going to be covering Power Rangers Dino Thunder episode eight, Golden Boy. So thank you guys for listening and uh, see you next time. Isn't that episode seven? This was episode seven. It'll be episode seven of the podcast, but we're watching episode eight of the uh, fuck, I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> keep this in, keep this in, keep this in. This will be at the end. Yeah, so so this will be post-credits. <laughs> yes, I'll I'll keep this in for for you. Yeah. Uh